405-321-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. The craziest thing a fan ever said to me was saying I had someone in my like DMs like like requested DMs saying like you lost me like some parlay or something like all this money like I can't say what he actually said here on the mic because it's extremely a lot of profanity but I, I looked at it and I just started laughing because like the whole team because we lost it wasn't even just me personally but it's like he chose to, to DM me so I just I honestly just kind of smiled at it and was like Man, I feel bad for this guy. He lost a hundred bucks or something. <laughs> he must really need that hundred bucks. Damn he's not gonna get your money back. Like, what do you want me to do? Come on. Yeah, that's a weird step to take. You know, it's like. I, I get it. Whenever you lose a. Uh, you, you wagered on a team to go do something. They didn't do it. You're frustrated. But like to go ahead and think that sending a DM to one of the players is <laughs> a good idea is that's yeah, that's an interesting step that I think like that's a point zero zero one percent of the population would make that move. Well, maybe point zero zero one of the population would do that, but the uh, blood alcohol content yeah. is not point zero 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 one if you're doing that because you know I I'm gonna guess if you're gambling heavy that normally drinking heavy yeah. goes along with it quite nicely. So the anger of losing the bet along with the alcohol. Mixes in for DMing Drake Stoops about losing a game and Porter Moser about his team missing free throws. So you're telling me the uh, the next morning there was some some DM regret for uh, sitting something like that. I'm not even Drake. saying that there was regrets. Yeah, Who knows if not. there was regrets? Maybe not. Maybe they woke up and thought, yeah, that was a pretty good decision. That was a good call on my part. Well, they did lose me my $100. That's funny. I will be watching the Shrine Bowl tonight as we'll uh, – well, I'll ask the text line as – we all love Drake Stoops. I, is are you taking this opportunity to watch him play, or are you? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll take the off season off, and I'll catch him in the NFL. I'm just. I mean, what else is the, going on tonight? We got some uh, Big Twelve hoops tonight. Big Twelve doesn't play on Thursday nights, so no Big Twelve hoops. Uh, what else you got going? Nothing. Nothing. So. Yeah, I'll be watching. I will be uh, taking my opportunity to do so. Steve Sarkeesian was just named in the Shrine Bowl Hall of Fame earlier this week. I guess he lit it up at the Shrine Bowl coming out of uh, BYU how many years ago, however many years ago that was. But he was uh, he was in the Hall of Fame along with Steve Smith, and I bring that up to bring this up. I randomly came across an, an article with a guy that covers Texas, and it was like a Q&A thing, and Really, the Q&A was all about how, like, through three years now, how are Texas fans with Steve Sarkeesian, the move to the SEC, the overall health of the program, and I don't think that this is too surprising, seeing as Texas just won its first Big 12 title in over a decade and made the college football playoff, but needless to say, Texas fans are all in on their head coach. Oh, yeah. They are uh, all about Sark. They've got full trust in him, high expectations for this year. There is no question whatsoever if he's their guy. Well, 
Of course, that's the case right now. Things can change quickly. Um, you know, the expectations, I forget the national media. I, I have to believe that it's paid advertising. I mean, it has to be. But forget what the national media has said about Texas over the last decade. It's all been just all positive every single year without exception and it came true last year so I don't know where Texas fans expectations were during that that the decade of suck but I know that they've changed now and you get the taste of the college football playoff you you win the big 12 all of a sudden everyone down there, it's natural. Think a championship. This is our year. Um, and they've done some good things in the transfer portal. Some really good things, for sure. But, uh, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting year for them to see how they bounce back. I, I still, you know how I feel about Quinn Ewers. I think he's good. I don't think he is an elite quarterback in college football. Um, I, he had an amazing group of skill players surrounding him. And I think that they're going to be able to to fill those voids pretty good. But I, I just – I don't think Texas is going to be better than they were a year ago. And, you know, their schedule is – it's difficult. I mean, I would say it's it's top heavy, but even the middle tier of their schedule is is tough. Like, you know, you Florida is going to be a game where like Florida has not been good, but it's going to be different playing that type of game where they're not going to be able to step on the field. And this true for us, uh, and you know as well. But you're not going to be able to step in these mid tier games mid-tier games against conference opponents and have a lopsided advantage athletically. And I don't think Florida's going to be a great team next year, but is that going to be the biggest home game for Florida next year? It might be. I I can't recite Florida's schedule offhand. I know it's really tough, but you get Texas coming to the Swamp. Who says Florida can't put in a really good, you know, one really good game at home in front of a hostile crowd and and maybe steal that one? Sure. They got – Yeah, Florida's schedules – I mean, they play both Miami and Florida State at a conference, right? Yeah. They got Miami, Samford, A&M, at Mississippi State, UCF as a non-conference game. Jeez. Uh, at Tennessee, Kentucky, Georgia, at Texas. So they're at Texas. Oh, I, I, thought, I don't know why I thought they were in the swamp. Okay. They go <laughs> – at Tennessee, Kentucky, Georgia, at Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, at Florida State in a row. Man. <laughs> I mean, they, they could seriously be better, maybe even uh, you know a lot better than last year, and it may not matter. Oh, Billy my. Napier may be fired in November Gosh. next year. Gosh. Man, that's a brutal schedule. That's a brutal I, schedule. I hope that's they get tough. that Samford win. <laughs> We'll be down 21-7 at half, fighting for that one. 
All right, boys, if we're going to get one this year, it's going to be this one. Let's I go mean, out. Billy Napier is on one of the hottest seats in college football this year, and the thing is, is uh, you don't get an entire season anymore to let the thing play out with the way the transfer portal is now and the calendar. Like, if Billy Napier doesn't have it going by mid-October, his, state, uh, his fate is pretty much already sealed, and he's going to get fired in the month of November That's like right. we're seeing all the time now. So it, you better be good early, man. It may not even take that long. Uh, you lose that UCF game or something like that early, it may be over. Yeah, that's whew, that is brutal, man. <laughs> Feel bad. Here's the kind thing, of. though. Like, here's the thing. That schedule should be what everyone in college football has. Like, the top teams playing the top teams, and. I, I don't know. I know people want to – maybe it's – I don't know. Is the model – is it better – and I know we've had this argument before, but is it better to have like three awesome games and you're really just hoping on winning those three and the other ones like are, are kind of filler games? Like does does that keep the excitement higher or – if you had a schedule full of them, would that do it? What do you mean by filler games? Are we talking about Maine coming to town no. or, or what? Because as a season ticket holder, I, uh, I, w- I would like the full schedule of really nice games. Because I'm, I'm paying yeah. a pretty premium price here. I'd like as many premium games as, as possible. Because I got, I got bad news. Like That's where it's going to go. And, you know, I, the, the tough thing is – I don't know what it's going to mean for your 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 non power 5 football teams, football programs. Like they're going to have eventually, I believe they're going to have a separate TV deal and I I don't know when they're going to play. Maybe they don't even play on Saturdays. Maybe they fill it in throughout. Oh, they're going to the be week. like the Big Twelve and just play on Thursday and Friday nights all the time. I don't know, Sweet. man. Because I think whenever you move to the top tier, like and separate into into two tiers, the schedules are going to be full of great games, yeah. and there's just not going to be they're not going to want that bad inventory anymore. Puerto Rican Sooner says this year is the actual test for Texas to see if they are actually back because they lost a bunch of guys. They need to reload and see if they can develop players. I agree. I agree. We'll see if they can reload. Gunny says he will not be watching Drake tonight because some of us jack monkeys have to work this evening. Mm. Sooner Jet says if Drake's playing and it's on TV, I'm watching. Yeah. Well, Gunny's just got to figure out a way to have a TV nearby. Yeah, just be like every other working adult in the U.S. and just watch (laughs) it on your phone. Stare at your phone the entire time. (laughs) Slim Brady says maybe they'll just give us that home playoff game ticket for free. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, For all of your support all year long with these season tickets, we'll just throw it in for free. That's going to be a premium face value uh, ticket when you get one of those bad boys. Yeah. I'm still... I don't know if it's, um, you know, the fact that college football, like I've got this PTSD to some degree on how long college football rolls around in their own pile before they make a change. I, 
I still don't believe that we're going to have a 12 team playoff this year. I, I, I just I can't I can't grasp the concept of it at this moment. What do you think? It's just going to be in October, like yeah, let's just go back to four. Or are they going to say no, actually let's just, go to 32 so everyone's happy here? I just like I I'm in disbelief. I, I mean, it's going to happen. I just. The sport's going to look so. I mean, it, it's looked different than what it has five years, ten years, but even from next year to this past year, it's going to look as different as it ever has in a one-year stretch. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's the way that you view the regular season because, man, like the the postseason has changed so much in college football over the past what twenty years. I mean, really since '98 when it started with the BCS. But you still kind of viewed the regular season the same. You can't afford a loss, man. Like, yeah. losses are deadly on Saturdays. Even with the 14 playoff, it still felt that way. 12-team playoff, man, I don't – yeah, it's going to be hard to judge just how different it really is. I or mean, how much different you have to evaluate the loss. I, I, I don't know. For example, let's just say that um, Oklahoma's probably a bad example – because we're at LSU the last game of the season. I guess I'm just saying, like, are we going to get to a point where someone's like a one-loss team, they're clearly in the 12-team playoff, they're not going to win their conference, like, for whatever reason, maybe they're lost, someone else is going to get in. Are we going to see teams, like, hold their starters out to rest them, like stupid stuff like that? Yeah, maybe. And a lot of games on the final week of the regular season, not as much anymore because of conference realignment, but could you imagine a coach who's squarely in the playoff holding players out on rivalry week against maybe your biggest rival and jeopardizing that? I don't I don't think they I don't think that they would do that. Plus, like it's a twelve team playoff, and even if you're in easily, you're still going to be playing for that first round bye. Yeah. So I guess it's good. There's at least that incentive. Yeah. Sean says the coaches' job security games aren't going away. No group hates competition more than coaches. Competition exposes incompetence. Yeah, that's right. KW the nine one eight says eventually every SEC game will be on ESPN Plus. They'll start at 11 a.m. and start a different game every hour, clear up until 7 at night. That way they force people to get that app and stay glued into it the whole day. Yeah, I, uh, I think there's a lot of truth to that. 918, I want 16 in the playoffs. No freaking buys. Football is a gladiator sport. Top eight, get campus home games. You know, ultimately, that is what it should be. Um, like, if we're expanding the playoff – I expand it and do it right. I, I, I don't think that with with such a wide range in in what people's schedules like the difficulty can be in college. I I don't think there should be a first round buy. You know that in football that is such a massive advantage. I, especially if you've got guys that are that are banged up, and you know sometimes it's an, it's a bigger advantage than others. But I, if a if a first round buy lets you get like a, um, you know a, a a different player back that hadn't played in a couple of weeks and probably wouldn't have been able to go, or if if he did, it was super limited. Now all of a sudden you get a guy that's clear.
the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet, text line 405-651-3439. ESPN has a story out on college football coaches on the hottest seats heading Mm. into the 2024 season. Would you like to take a guess as to what two SEC coaches and what one Big 12 coach is on the hottest seats in college football heading into this year? Let's see. In the Southeastern Conference. It's our league, baby. It's got to be Napier. Uh Uh-huh. It's got to be he's a oh fr- Pittman. He's a friend of ours, yes, yep. Sam Pittman. And then the Big 12 Conference. You have to think about all the new teams that are in the league. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. But don't think about those teams because it's not one of those coaches. No, it's not. Uh, let's see. Houston already made their firing. It's not – ooh, Aranda. Yeah, it's Aranda. Yeah. Who – Speaks about two words, I think, the entire season. Let's go to Aranda for comment. <laughs> Coach, uh, we appreciate that Big 12 championship you won uh, two years ago for us. But we're going to have to let you go. And he'd say something like, oh, oh, okay, thanks, guys. Okay. Yeah, appreciate it. Everything appreciate was great. I really love my time here. Appreciate the opportunity. Don't worry about that buyout. No, we don't need it. Yeah. he uh, He's an interesting cat. And I I think he's a really good coach. He's a great defensive coach, but Baylor is massively – he's a – he's not a Texas guy, right? Isn't he like a Midwestern guy? He, well, he was at Wisconsin. Yeah, I think I like he coached out west or something I, Actually, I don't I, – for some reason I thought that he was Midwest. Maybe he is, but if I had to guess that – he Wisconsin, he was at LSU. Obviously, he's at Baylor now. He's He's been to a few different places. But he – He's not a Texas guy, at least I don't think. He's, I think he's from California. This says, uh, that's where he was born yeah. anyways. But he, I, I think he massively misses the, um, the recruiting of McGuire, who went to Tech. Sure. I mean, that's. We knew that dynamic about Joey McGuire well before he was a head coach. Right. Didn't OU try to hire him when Lincoln was here? OU tried to hire him one offseason, so. I think. I think they did. Um, I think they tried to hire him when uh, Rule left and Baylor was able to hang on to him. But like he's he misses that. He's I got to imagine he's not a super dynamic recruiter. Like no. m- maybe he is, and I you know whenever you get behind closed doors, I don't know. But um, like he misses that. He's a great coach, but he he just can't replicate what McGuire was doing there at Baylor whenever he was there with Rule to get that type of talent in there, the athleticism, and like those techs getting those guys now. So it's really whenever you talk about Texas and A&M and Oklahoma, TCU going to the national championship, McGuire going to Tech, everyone else in the SEC coming into Texas, like it, there's, there's not a whole lot left there. The state of Texas, and this has been true since Texas A&M left for the SEC, but the state of Texas is more difficult to recruit, I think, overall than it's ever been. Because Mm -hmm. for a long time, it felt like it was, you're going OU, you're going to Texas, or you're going to Texas A&M if you're one of the best players in the state of Texas. Felt like that for a long time. Felt like that when you were at OU in the early 2000s. But now, might go to Bama, might go to LSU. Heck, I'll tell you who does a decent job every year in the state of Texas. Seems like they get 
two or three kids. Ohio State comes to yeah. Texas and gets a few kids. That's Oregon's right. trying to do that now. So, and, and that's probably true for even like a state of like Florida these days, but it's just way more open season on some of these right. areas than, it's, than it ever has Especially been. Especially in the NIL. Yeah, for you sure. You know, whenever you – maybe you used to not have those connections to all those different high schools in the state. Well – Maybe now you got a bigger purse than than a couple of other folks you're up against, and that can sway some kids to come to your school. I uh, I would guess that Napier probably does get fired. I, I don't think his team's going to be great, and that schedule's ridiculous. Yeah. But Florida is just such a fascinating job because when Florida's good, it's arguably the best thing going in college football. I, if you were to pick out the teams of the '90s. Nebraska was definitely a team of the 90s. Go ahead. Florida State was a team of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Then I think you might look at Florida right after that. Like right. They, 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 were, they really got it rolling in the 90s. And then Urban won two national championships there, and there for, what, four-year stretch or so, they were maybe the best program in college football. So when it's good, it's elite. But when it's bad, buddy, it's, it's, it's really bad. Yeah, it's and and we've talked about the peaks and valleys of LSU before, and that certainly is the case. I think Florida's hit worse valleys than than maybe LSU has in the past twenty years at yeah. times. No, I I I agree. It's um, it can get good again really quick, but not it's not just a job for anyone. I, in this era, the current era of college football, it can get really good. In a moment's notice, with the right coach and the right backing, the right NIL cash. And we all know like, nothing brings new donations in to a program than whenever you make a splash hire at head coach. So if if he if he if Napier does get the axe. I don't even know who the first name they would go after would be. No idea. But, you know, look to some of the the other schools that have made like a quick little run up, had a couple of, of flash years, and then, you know, maybe that's who they, they go and jump after. And if it's a, a, the right name, you get a bunch of people pouring into your collective and we haven't changed the NIL rules by then, uh, you can go out if it's the right coach and get you the right quarterback and start snapping off like you're already going to have a decent base of athlete there at Florida but you know things can happen quick these days maybe they'll be the SEC school that finally gets Dan Lanning to leave Oregon doubtful yeah very very doubtful he said no to Alabama or at least reportedly did I don't know Florida it's going to be easier to have success at Florida than it will be Alabama because the two like the success for the two are not viewed the same, you know? Like Alabama, if you don't win a national championship, it's not a successful year. At Florida, like right now, I don't know. Like 10-win season oh is my gosh. cause for celebration. I named the field after you. That's what I'm saying. Take Steve Spurrier's name off of it and put your name on it. So I, I think, if anything, Lanning probably waits two years, DeBoer gets fired from Bama, and then he goes. Yeah. 918, University of Florida head coach Jimbo Fisher. Teddy69 says Urban Meyer to the Florida Gators. I don't want to skip over what you just said because I do think that that could be true. He's like, I'll wait till DeBoer gets fired and then I'll go to Alabama. Yeah. That'd be a heck of a move for, uh, for yeah. Dan Lanning. 
Speaking of NIL, um, I'm going to give you the opportunity to uh, auction off this. Well, not auction off this package, but throw in a bid for this package. Okay. It's the Matador Club from Texas Tech. They have announced a victory in Vegas big game experience package. They are auctioning off. Okay, let's hear it. So you Matador. can you can bid on the trip, which includes a private jet, a PJ, and a three night stay at the Win in Vegas. Okay, so your bid will benefit Texas Tech student athletes. So you get a PJ out to Vegas. You're staying three nights at the Win, and the all expense paid trip consists of two tickets to the Super Bowl. A bungalow at the Gronk Beach at the Wind Beach Club. Hello. A table with bottle service at Sports Illustrated The Party at XS Nightclub. And a spot at the invite only Interscope postgame party at the Wind. Jeez. And this is during the Super Bowl? PJ to Vegas, three well, night stay at the Wind. Okay. All, yeah, all of that is going on. Here's that the time. thing. Not enough information given because, like, what private jet are you on? This matters dramatically. Like, if uh, you're on a, a four-seater or you're on a Gulfstream. I don't think it's going to be. The same thing, though, at the win. Like, a room at the win, okay, what does that mean? I, it, what, I need to know what I'm bidding okay. on. If it's like a super nice suite, then I got to know. I don't think that they're going to say, hey, we'll get you a private jet out there, but we found you a room at the wind for forty nine ninety nine a night out there. Well, uh, during the Super Bowl? There will be about 999 a I, night, if not more than that. I bet it's a nice room. Okay. And I don't think that it's going to be the private jet that you saw on Major League these when two, they're flying through the storm. These Super Bowl tickets are supposed to be going for like, 16 18 grand a piece so okay uh and a bungalow at the gronk i said pj guys geez come on uh bottle service um and a post-game party at the win whatever that looks like uh, okay that is 10 20 50 60 you put 10 70. on the private jet? Hmm. Uh, I mean, that's like... A, that's low end. Well, this is like for, for like to bid. Like you're not going to... I'm saying actual retail price, what that would be. But okay, you're, um, you're just figuring out what to bid. For that, I would bid... I'd bid like 80K. 80K? Dude, <laughs> I guarantee you... That goes for like at least half a million dollars. Yeah. Oh, I, there, there's some oil money out there with, with yeah. that fan base. Yeah, for sure. At least and half a million. As crazy dollars. as they are about Mahomes and, and that whole deal. Do, yeah. The two Super Bowl tickets alone, which I don't know, maybe they got them from Mahomes and he donated them. I don't know. But oh god, then they're worthless. You have to sit next to Brittany Mahomes the entire time. They need to take. Hey, if these She'll seats, if these seats are next to his brother or his wife, then eighty k paying me eighty k to go to this thing. I mean, the two Super Bowl tickets alone. Like, I don't know. I haven't seen like what the prices are now, but I thought I heard someone saying they're going for like sixteen grand a piece. Uh, dude, that's going to go for a huge amount of money. 
in a, in a like a an NIL like bid fundraiser, I guarantee they raise half a million bucks. For oh that. sure, especially it's going to the that's NIL a hell collective. of a deal. That would be awesome. That's um, I think they've auctioned off some. I think they've been kind of known for putting on maybe they put on a concert recently, but they've they've done a couple of giveaways. They they do it up big, yeah, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now I may I may like put my whole uh, like future on it if Gronk's going to stop by the bungalow there at the uh, at the pool. Yeah, then, then it is a party, man. <laughs> no, it sounds Dude. awesome, but um, I think Bob even told us that he's been to one Super Bowl and not as cool as maybe you would you would yeah. think the Super well, Bowl actually is. Going to the game, it's probably not because you don't have. But the being at the Vegas, I mean that 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 whole that would be amazing. Like, cause like for example, he was out there for the San Francisco game. You got a ton of San Francisco fans. There was a ton of Detroit fans there. Like it feels like an actual game. You go to the Super Bowl, and it's just a bunch of randoms. Like there's no real massive rooting interest one way or the other. You know, it's like a spectacle instead of a an actual like. Uh, football game like how you view it from the stands but dude i'm telling you right now someone said the current bid is 125k sleepy sooner said that i don't know if that's posted somewhere i'll wow. i'll take their word for it i better I, jump in they're already well past my, <laughs> my uh my threshold all right quick time out more from the rush coming up we'll hit some things that caught my eye next sooner football talk lives here this is the ref there are trucks then there's the truck, GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate, GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Come take a test drive today and see for yourself. We are professional-grade GMC. At In Motion, what moves you moves us. Did you know that about 23% of Oklahoma's river and stream miles are impaired by bacteria? Pet waste can pollute surface and drinking waters like Lake Thunderbird by contributing harmful levels of bacteria. Be sure to pick up after your furry friend when you're out and about. We drink our storm water, so please do your part to help protect it. For more information, visit bit.ly forward slash Norman Stormwater. Side, brought to you by Yala Gosney Law. Think that hiring a lawyer will get you less for your injury claim? Yala, Yala Gosney Law firm fights hard to get you everything you deserve. Call or text for a free, no obligation consultation at 405-800-8080. 405-800-8080. That's Yala Gosney Law. Let's get to it. Story number one is... Have you seen the reported numbers that have been thrown at Harbaugh from Michigan and then ultimately the San Diego Chargers. Didn't the AD at Michigan say they gave him an offer to be the highest paid head coach in college football? So I'm going to guess $14 million a year? $12.5 million mm-hmm. annually. Um, and they said that uh, Harbaugh was seeking $18 million a year. Jeez. And wow, Man. reportedly, 
is going to earn $16 million annually from the Chargers. That's insane, man. I mean, I mean, he, he just won a national championship. The school you're at wanted you back. The NFL wanted you as well. I mean, he took advantage of his opportunity. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't hate on the guy. Someone was willing to pay it. No wonder he left, right? It's kind of kind of hard to. They're making you the highest paid coach in college football at twelve point five million annually, and the other job is going what four and a half million over that. Now calculate that uh, after taxes, how much he's going to make with the uh, Chargers job. Actually, comes in just under what he was going to make at uh, Michigan. Um, so the NCAA has targeted Tennessee for violations. And Tennessee could be in trouble as a repeat offender. Uh, They've decided that they're going to sue the NCAA. And so is Virginia. State of Tennessee and Virginia are filing a lawsuit against the NCAA for NIL-related actions. Um, It's not going to be too long before the NCAA is spread so thin in lawsuits like they're not going to have <laughs> and they're not going to get anything else done right, right? they're right. not going to get anything else done while, while this is going on right the uh the chancellor for tennessee told them gear up boys we're going to court we're going to battle so i like it from tennessee you know i, I think that i think that's the proper move i whether you're guilty or not we know that kansas was guilty as you could be and they lawyered up and it worked for them. They won a national championship. So delay, delay, delay. And that's what Tennessee, at least that's, you know, they may win the thing. I don't really know the ins and outs of it, but uh, pretty interesting nonetheless. And then the last thing I got is how about the dad bod picture for uh, Patrick Mahomes? I get, is he a little upset that that photo got released? Because there's a lot of other individuals like, oh, okay, I kind of look like a – MVP quarterback, great. Yeah, I don't know if he's upset about it. Like, I, I, I saw him kind of like rolling with the punches a little bit. Which, I mean, you don't have much of a choice. Like, what are you going to do? So he's probably not happy about it. It's not a very. I read uh, today. He's a little picture. annoyed uh, about the whole situation that it was released. Yeah, I think the guy's going to be okay in the end. He'll be all right. If that's the thing he's most upset about, other than his brother um, <laughs> then, then he's doing okay that's all i got a couple of sec notes for you oh. here first from kendall rogers beginning in 2025 the sec will institute a conference tournament format for baseball that will include all 16 teams in a single elimination format the top four seeds will get a double buy in the format as well so you're just saying that you hate the single buy in a 12-team college football playoff? Yeah. Well, the top four teams in the SEC baseball tournament will get a double buy, two buys before they play a game. That's interesting. So you'll have, I'm guessing, the four bottom teams will play each other. Uh-huh. And then... They might play the four next teams the next day, maybe? Yeah, and that's kind of where the double buy comes in, where everyone else except for the four crappiest teams will just get a buy. I don't know. That's that's kind of interesting. I don't know how Single this is. Single Elim, though, like most baseball tournaments aren't like that. No, I mean, 
you you'll rarely find a that's interesting. You'll rarely find a a tournament that's that's single elimination, and that's kind of that's how baseball's been for. I mean. For yeah. a long time, is you don't play single elimination, you kind of play double elimination series. So I don't know how that's a pitching go- matchup and I, stuff. I right? don't know how that that is going to go over. I'm not going to fight it too much because you get to a point with 16 teams, you got to complete a 16 team tournament yeah. within a certain time frame, and you've got to allow yourself some flexibility in case weather comes in, which has actually happened in Hoover quite a bit over the years. You know? Yeah, you know, it's interesting they're doing that. I wonder, I, I guess maybe they they want to involve all of the fan bases and get everyone into the tournament, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I've Maybe there should be a threshold to even get into the tournament, but I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. I, that seems odd to me that it's single elim. Georgia just announced yesterday that they will sell alcohol. They'll sell beer. Uh, the upcoming season. So when I saw that yesterday, I said, what? Georgia hasn't been selling beer in the stadium? What? I guess they're the last SEC school to allow beer inside the stadium. So everywhere we go <laughs> from here on out for conference games, it'll, uh, it'll, it'll be readily available. Well, judging from the scenes that I've seen in like the Tennessee stadium, apparently they sell like the the airline single serve uh, shots of Jack Daniels. Yeah. Uh, you can buy those at the uh, the vendors there in yeah. the stadium. And, and judging by <laughs> what's on the field after the game, it looks like they sell yellow golf balls, yep. full mustard bottles. They sell all sorts of stuff there at uh, Neyland Stadium. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like I, you know, I know they're selling it, but I don't know that that's really going to affect much. The uh, Oklahoma, or excuse me, Oklahoma State won a national championship this week. And they won a national championship in Cornhole. The OSU Cornhole yeah. team won the national championship. Apparently, like they have they have the largest cornhole club in the country, which dedicates countless hours each week to practice and intense tournaments. So oh, I guess so OSU it's is a frat house, is what you're telling correct. me. Correct. <laughs> OSU is uh, Cornhole U. Do with that what what you will. Cornhole. Oh, you. Oh, that's brilliant. I love it. That's great. Do you think they'll advertise that just below the 1945 National Championship there in the Boom Pickens Stadium? Yeah. Yep. Cornhole you. That would be that'd be the life, man. Be a professional cornhole player uh, and you get paid a good amount of money to do so? Yeah, you know... Is it is it like everything else though to where things that you like to do while you're relaxing and hanging out with with friends and buddies as soon as you it's your profession does it rob all of the enjoyment out of it? Well, that's why these guys aren't holding a twelve ounce beer while they're playing. It. That's that's how they make it fun when they're <laughs> uh, when they're when they're not doing it comp- or for competition. I have to. It throws my balance off if I don't. <laughs> Seriously. All right. Turnbow and OKC says selling beer in Georgia. Their NIL just went through the hedges. That's there you go. That's a good point. And I guess I read they're redoing all the hedges too this year. Oh, didn't know that. Fascinating. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. Sooner football talk lives here. This is the ref. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. 
GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Come take a test drive today and see for yourself. We are professional-grade. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Seven days until the start of OU softball season. No oh, big deal. man. Seven-time national champs, seven days until the start of OU softball season. You wow. ready? You, you pumped up? Uh, I'm ready to go. I'm not ready. No. I. It's. This is too fast. I needed more uh, warning. Should have let you know uh, 14 Ooh. days out yes. until first pitch. Okay. I'll try um, to do them a little bit better next year. Will we lose? Oh, what? Huh? What? Yeah. Uh, like lose a game? Yeah. No. Uh-uh. I actually had someone complaining um, that, that texted earlier saying, I saw the new scoreboard at, the, at Love's Field. Why is there only digits for, you know, like why, why isn't there triple digits there right. on the uh, OU side of the scoreboard, said Matt Sheever. That's funny. And I said, yeah, that's, that's a very good point. You uh, never know. What is, what's the winning streak at? Oh my gosh! Uh, what is the current number? I mean, it's obviously the record. I'll uh, I'll look and see what the what the actual number is now. But they play Duke and Washington next weekend in Puerto Vallarta. Okay. And if they can get through that weekends with without a loss, then the non conference schedule the rest of the way. And I'm sure there'll be some close games in there. That's just how it works, you know. Even mm-hmm. with OU from time to time, but it's not the non conference schedule they played a year ago. Right. At least I don't. I don't. I don't see it that way. I, the last time they lost, I think, was... The Baylor game correct. early last year. Yeah. Uh, that was February 19th. So... It's going to be um, it's gonna be a full 365 here soon. Full calendar year since they've lost a softball game. And Pat, it's, a, it's 53, says Kevin from the 469. And, and Patty is such a legendary status now. It's like once you get to a certain level, all anyone ever asked about you or anybody else wants to know was, well, how long is they going to coach? There's always the speculation of how long are they going to coach. That's where we're at now with Patty. I heard a uh, podcast interview with her a couple of weeks ago, and that was the big question. How, long, how much longer do you want to do this? Once you get to a certain know. level, that always has to be asked. Yeah, I think she – she doesn't like the win streak. Remember last year, that was really wearing on her because of the pressure that they have to deal with every single game, and it just built and built and built. Which I'm sure she likes having it though. Well, yeah, it's one of those things. I think during the run is is frustrating, but afterwards you look back and are, are proud of it. All right, quick timeout. Final hours next. You're listening to the home of. Sports.